I am Coach Drew, this is Ball Court, and welcome to the world of basketball. And yes, we are in the era of small ball. Not to mention, teams are getting picked for the All-Star game. And we have some big things coming with the Lakers. Big news, right here on Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And guess what? Brody and the Beard experiment is now in the second half of the season. Actually, they look, uh, I just want to tell you, both of them look absolutely amazing in the All-Star game. It was like a beast of a game for both. James Harden was passing the ball. He is looking real great. Yeah, that was a shout out to you, Giannis. I just wanted to let you know, he passed the ball, okay? So he is looking real great. And we have to talk about how the second half of the season is looking, though. That Mike D'Antoni experiment and saying, okay, we're going to play small ball, spread the floor, and dare everybody else to try and match up with us. Yes, we have a superstar MVP on one wing. We have a superstar MVP on the other. Let's see what choice they're going to make. I love the idea. I love the concept. But I'm still a little worried. I'm worried myself. But they're not. Obviously, they're going all in on this. They actually acquired Robert Covington, one of the great 3 and D guys. I'm telling you, he's going to space the floor even more for Russell Westbrook to run right through the middle. And you're going to have to respect his three-point shooting because this kid can shoot at a very high clip. Not to mention his level of defense that he plays is going to actually lock things down for them. Now, I know what you're saying. Oh, but what about when they have to go against a bigger team? Obviously, with the, if their first display against the Lakers, they showed that they're not scared to go against a bigger team. But now, once everybody get comfortable with the small ball, and when the playoffs come along, they're going to need depth in order to go ahead and manage that. Rest assured, Houston and Houston fans, they still have Tyson Chandler sitting on the bench. He's still sitting in the folds. He's still working along with them, along with Isaiah um, Hardenstein. Both of them right now are very uh, strong centers. These are centers that you could actually put into a game and they're going to match up with other bigs such as a Dwight Howard or such as an Anthony Davis. So that is the upside of it. So when James Harden is telling everybody he's not worried about what they have in their locker room right now going into the second half of the season, you could clearly see why. It favors their style of play and a lot of teams are going to have to work on adjusting to their style of play. So, Brody and the Beard, I'm ready for that second half experiment. I'm still, I'm still on that bandwagon. Yes, I am still on that bandwagon. I am sitting comfortably. I have not given my seat up at all. But I want to see how crowded this bandwagon gets. Come around April, May, let's see if that bandwagon is still as crowded as as it is right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when Capella got traded, a lot of people got off like that was their stop. I'm still on. I'm still with you, Brody. I'm still with you, Beard. All right. So, there's a battle going on right now. Yes, there's a battle taking place. Kids are scared. People are walking around nervous. The battle is for the supremacy. Yes, supremacy of L.A. 
LA has been the battleground right now for the NBA supremacy has been going back and forth this season. I know that even though the Clippers are sitting right now five spots below, well, not five spots, but five games behind the Lakers, it is still arguably the most dominant team in the NBA. If you take a look at any one of these talking heads and any one of the uh, the people giving their analysis on these games, they're telling you right now the Clippers is a team to watch. The Clippers is a team to look out for. And it seems like the rich keep on getting richer. Every single day, that monster of a team keep on adding more monster players. It's like uh, pretty much they're building the new dream team. And nobody in the, LA, in the Lakers locker room seemed to be nervous about this, about this thought process because they still reside with the king. And I can understand that, and I am still on board with the king. They are my team. I will never be a Clippers fan. But I do respect what I see going on over there. It's going to be a tough battle. Let's go ahead and look at the way things are panning out going into that second half of the season. Right now, the Clippers are 2-0 and against the Lakers. Mind you, the third game was postponed after the passing of uh, Kobe Bryant. No makeup game has been established as of yet. But you do have a game coming up in March, on the 1st of March. So what do we expect? Do we expect another another big win? And if the Clippers do take that game on the 1st of March, now they own the series. So if they finish out the season number two, they still have uh, they they still pretty much own home court advantage for the playoffs. That's a good way to look at things right now. That's a, they're comfortable with that. They want to play at home because their home record is absolutely phenomenal. But let's go ahead and look at it on the flip side. That is barring that the Lakers finish at number one. Now, if the Lakers do slide and go in there at number three, that gives them an easier route to the um, that gives them an easier route going into the finals. If they go in at number two, at least they still have home court advantage for most of the actual uh, playoffs. So the battle for LA is heating up. And yes, with Reggie Jackson acquired by the Clippers, as well as Marcus Morris, it is time, I think, the Lakers go out and get a big gun of their own. And that brings me to my segment, why isn't Jamal Crawford signed? At what point do we need to say we're going to go again and get Jamal Crawford? How is it that you don't need 50 points? Reggie Jackson is arguably not as good as Jamal Crawford. And then he got picked up by the Clippers. Why not put Jamal Crawford in there? I can understand what you're saying. Yes, he is no Lou Williams. I agree. But he is still a formidable, a formidable asset to the, to the Lakers. What are we doing here? At this point in time, you are actually considering J.R. Smith, who has not played a game in longer time, than Jamal Crawford, and you're not considering Jamal Crawford. I need to know this. Why isn't Jamal Crawford signed? Somebody, write into the show. Hit me up on my Instagram, at, at ballcourtworld. Or you can hit me up at drewcoach43. Either way, just hit me up. Please, somebody explain to me. Why isn't Jamal Crawford signed? 
I, I, I need to know. And another team. This is another team that should actually even consider Jamal Crawford. This has been a team that had Jamal Crawford at one point, but this is a team that should once again consider it. The Sixers. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Sixers. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad about the Sixers because I know that my main man, Malik, from the Blitz magazine, and if y'all not watching the Blitz or listening to the Blitz, I do not know what is wrong with you. Y'all got to get on that. He is absolutely fire. He's out of Philly. He has his heart and soul in the Sixers. And we all want the process to work. But at what point are we, what, what are we looking at here? This team, all right, this team is unraveling. You heard what Ben Simmons said about Joel Embiid in the All-Star game. He said, well, we're just going to let him shoot. Hmm. That's your teammate. Do you feel that that's how you're going to lock him down is just by letting him shoot? Do you feel that he's self-contained? He cannot, you know, he doesn't, he, he cannot be a, he, he's a liability? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying that you do not enjoy playing with Joel Embiid? Is that what's being said? Because it sure looks like it when y'all play. It sure looks like y'all absolutely hate playing with each other. Now, mind you, when you're in, in Philly, oh, I can tell when you're in Philly, it's beautiful. Everything's right. The home cooking is there. You're eating cheesesteaks from Geno's. Everybody's smiling. <laughs> y'all kick it. Oh, we in Philly. Oh, 25 and 2 in Philly when y'all at home. But y'all don't sit too well when y'all go on the road. Y'all remind me of that one girl that you meet and you take her out for the first couple of dates. And you're like, oh my God, this is so special. And then y'all decide to go away for a long weekend and you realize that she's a girl from hell. That's what it seems like is going on. It's 9 and 19 on the road. And here goes the worst part about this. You're not beating clubs that are over 500, especially in road wins. Those, those wins that you're getting on the road is the only notable win that you had with above 500 team was the Celtics. Now, mind you, I know Milwaukee's game, it was a blazing game that you had on Christmas Day, but... Since then, things has changed. When Giannis came back for you, he came back strong. And he is looking strong. So right now, a notable game that's coming up is going to be the one against Milwaukee. This is going to be the game that's either going to turn around your season or it's going to define your season. We all, we all feel that there's a new voice that needs to be heard. But is it time that we no longer trust the process? This is something that we really have to start to look at. I know Ben Simmons don't. <laughs> so, with that said, let's go ahead and jump into the world of basketball. And I want to talk about, in the world of basketball, I usually like to touch base from different parts, of course, with Australia. But today on the world of basketball, we're going to just hit Australia, the NBL. The reason being is the NBL awards are now here. Yes. There's certain awards that we want to talk about. First of all, the MVP, Bryce Cotton, from the tapings. Bryce Cotton, the reason why I had to go ahead and highlight him as the MVP is a few weeks ago, I actually did a show talking about an amazing comeback by this guy that was lighting it up in the fourth quarter to take his team and finally push his team 
into the next round of the NBL, making it into those playoff spots. And that was Bryce Cotton. And obviously, the voters agreed with me. Something like that deserves an MVP. A team that does not deserve to, not doesn't deserve to be there, but on paper, you wouldn't think that they would have made the NBL the playoffs on paper. But they had success in three ways. Offense with Bryce Cotton. DJ Newbill won defensive player of the year. He's also from the taping, so they had that lockdown with defense. And the best part about it was leadership. Coach of the year was won by Mike Ferry. Of yes, you guessed it, the tapings. I'm telling you, that was the most one of the most amazing things to ever see. With those gentlemen coming together to build a team that I have a feeling they might be the team to upset a lot of things going on down there. The Bullets, they didn't work out too well against them. And don't get me wrong, the Bullets did have the six the six man of the year. In uh, in CD, but they didn't. It didn't work out too well for the Bullets. But I must say, anybody go up against that buzzsaw known as the Tapins, know that they're gonna have to go against those three. And Bryce Cotton's gonna be a tough one. I see a huge future, a huge future for him, cause this is not his first MVP. This is like his third MVP down here. He's just he's he he he's pretty much the Australian goat. <laughs> So that Australian goat, you know. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into the rookie of the year. That's what everybody wants to know. Who made rookie of the year? Who was rookie of the year in the NBL? And yes, you guessed it. Yes, that ball brother that everybody loves to hate. The one that everybody says not going to be good in any league. Yes, LaMelo Ball. Once again, LaMelo Ball has gained another accolade for his great work that he does. He put on a show down there. Now, hold on. Know that. I just want to let y'all understand this. There is now a possibility if the New York Knicks, you know, decide to go ahead and pick him up. But there is a huge possibility that LaMelo Ball will be Rookie of the Year in the NBL and Rookie of the Year in the NBA the following year. That will be a first. That will be a first. And trust me. If anybody who's looking to make history, it's going to be LaMelo Ball. I like the path that he's on. I, I, I just like that. Speaking of making history, before we go ahead and uh, jump into ladies' night, I, I must say, I, I, I didn't want to go ahead and let this, let this go. Kawhi Leonard, when, that MVP, when he won that MVP uh, trophy over, over there in Chicago, he actually did something amazing, especially since he did it in Chicago. Because remember, he won Defensive Player of the Year, and he won MVP in the finals. Now he's added MVP to the All-Star game. Only other person who's done that was Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And so that's why it happened in Chicago. That was so amazing. So I just wanted to go ahead and give a shout-out to Kawhi for that. But with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into Ladies' Night. Yes, free agency has taken over the WNBA. Things are moving, things are popping, and yes, my number one free agent like signing that actually took place had me in a frenzy. I'm talking this one team, literally, they was making Golden State moves. So first, we're going to go ahead and jump in, and we're going to talk about Rebecca Brunson. Rebecca Brunson retired from the NBA this week, 
And the reason why she went ahead and retired from the WNBA was to join the Minnesota Lynx coaching staff. So with the Minnesota Lynx coaching staff that they already have in place, they have now went ahead and fortified that staff. You've now brought on one of one of the more dominant players in the WNBA to teach others how to be just as dominant. Now, I smile about this because even though Maya Moore is sitting out this season, there is chances that next season she could be returning. Now, with Rebecca Brunson on the staff and Maya Moore actually in the locker room, I think the Minnesota Lynx is going to regain their status to be one of the teams fighting for a championship. And so it kind of makes me smile, you know, because I'm a huge fan of Maya Moore. So it makes me smile to see the Minnesota Lynx are focusing that way and building from within and building what they're doing. I I like what I'm seeing. Now, I want to go ahead and jump into the one that had me going crazy. You knew I was going to go to that right off top. That free agency that had me going crazy was the Mercury. Phoenix, Mercury, they were doing some moves. I'm talking, they were making some moves. They're going to be the team to watch. And if you don't know who the Phoenix Mercury is, yes, that is the team with Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner. And great news is, Brittany Griner has re-signed with the Mercury. Yes, that is great news. And if you think that is it, no. In Clippers-style fashion, where the rich is getting richer, because you have Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner, you're like, man, we got a team this year. But no, in a trade, they have acquired Skylar Diggins. I mean, and Diggins is like, man, it can't get no better than this. This is absolutely phenomenal. But guess what? They're in talks right now to acquire Tina Charles. This is absolutely insane. This is not going to be fair. It is going to be the WNBA All-Stars versus everybody else. This is absolutely insane. So, just in case this summer you don't get a chance to see Space Jams too, the Mercury will be performing their rendition later on this summer. It will be beautiful. They'll be touring all over the country doing uh, Space Jam on court. It's going to be a live thing. It's going to be beautiful. I'm, I'm looking that they're going to get a Tony for this one. I'm hearing that Diana Taurasi is going to play LeBron James in this one. It's going to be amazing. It's, I'm in tears for this. This is going to, I cannot wait. Can you imagine that team? First of all, uh, arguably, Diana Taurasi is a Kobe Bryant of the WNBA. Nobody has done it like her. And I know, I know we're going to go back and forth and talk about Sue Bird, but Sue Bird is a, is a beast in her own animal. She's been a beast in her own right. But nobody's done it like Diana Taurasi. She is, she is one of the most feared basketball players I've ever came across. I, I can see when people come up and play defense on her, they're nervous like how people were nervous with Jordan. Where I was like, please don't do this to me. Please don't do this to me. Please don't do this to me. And then she does it to you. Then you have Brittany Griner, who, as a big, who's been the most dominating big that you've seen since a, uh, actually since a Shaq. She's pretty much, she can do whatever she wants whenever she wants. And the whole, the way the game is played around her, she is so powerful and she dominates and goes right to the hole. Now, you add a, you add a wing to that that can slice, dice, and 
and get buckets any way that she wants. You add that in Skylar Diggins. How do you defend? What manner in which you defend? What could you do to get the right things in place to defend? So that is that is going to be a matchup that I want to see in itself. Now, let's jump over to Atlanta Dreams. Because I could talk about the Mercury all day. Literally, I could go on this all day because I actually spoke about that for about a half hour once the trade was made. I was just talking to a friend of mine who doesn't even like basketball, and I talked about it for a half hour. So with y'all, I could probably go for another show. All right? So let's talk about the Atlanta Dream. They picked up Alexis Jones off a waiver. And I like I, I think that's a good pickup for them. And they also signed Shakina uh, Strickland. Now, that's going to make them competitive. I cannot say that they're going to be in the top, like the top four teams coming out right now, but hands down, that's going to make them competitive. You, you got a shooter. You got a shooter in uh, Shakina. She's going to be a scorer. She's a bucket right there. But I got to talk about my aces. Yes, I got to talk about my aces. Yeah. First off, first off, we picked up off a free agent. Danielle Robinson. That was an awesome pickup. I liked her. I liked her. She signed with the Aces. I'm happy. But guess who re-signed? One of my favorite Aces. My kids' favorite Aces. Actually, my one of my daughters. This is like one of my daughter's favorite players. And her team, actually, this is like one of my older daughter's favorite players. She, my, her team, they they follow her. This is this is their girl, Suge Rogers. Yes. The Sugar is back in Vegas, I tell you. Sugar, Sugar Rogers has re-signed with the Aces, and I am super happy about it because I love watching her play, and to be able to watch her play as a hometown fan, I think that's going to be amazing. Now, we always stop and we always listen to see which is going to be the team that's going to compete against the team that we're talking about. My team today that I'm talking about is the Mercury. And I want to know who's going to compete against them. There's only one team that has actually, not one team, but there's many teams right now that's uh, sitting in place to, to really put a whooping on them or really actually put up a fight with them. Like the Aces, you have the Sparks. And, of course, you have the reigning championship, the reigning champions, Mystics. Yes, the Mystics has actually put ink to paper because I reported on this show that they were in talks. Emma and Ella were at, uh, I'm sorry, Emma and Elena were in talks of actually resigning with the Mystics, but now they have put pen to paper. Yes, Emma Miesman and Ella, Elena Deladon has resigned with the Mystics, and it's going to be another fight. And the Mercury's gearing up, it's going to be ready. I am absolutely amazed by this. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I can't wait till the WNBA starts. This has been so exciting, the moves that they've been making. I've been watching these moves all week, along with the All-Star game. It's, it has been a great weekend just for basketball on a whole. Now, that brings me to the next segment we call Shady or Genius. Yes, sir. And on my topic of Shady or Genius, we're going to discuss the Cavaliers and Andre Drummond. Here's why. Andre Drummond was traded to the Cavaliers, and you could tell reportedly he was not happy with the actual trade. 
Now, while getting there, of course, it's not his teammates. He was very happy with the teammates that he had. He actually made himself vocal by stating that he would not re-sign with the Cavaliers if they had kept the coach, John Bellini. Now, John Bellini has had a very short tenure with the Cavaliers, 54 games. But from day one, he just has not been the right fit for them. I'm talking that locker room has completely broken down. The players on there are saying that there's assistant coaches on staff that are more qualified to be head coaches than the head coach. He's gotten into verbal disagreements with the uh, players, public skirmishes with players, and the media. It just was not a good fit. As a matter of fact, there's been reports even stating that he was absolutely miserable there. Now, the reason why it pops up on Shady or Genius is because we knew that why I knew personally why Andre Drummond would not want to play for uh, John Bellini. It's not somebody he has faith in. It was pretty much a worse situation than he had in Detroit. At least Detroit was building within a direction. And he could not, he did not want to have that. Now, the Cavaliers were letting John Bellini go as of today because they wanted to wait till after the All-Star break. So today, Wednesday, they have decided to go ahead and let him go. I believe it's February 19th. So just in case anybody's wondering what today is, right? So they decided to go ahead and part ways with John Bellini. Now, J.B. Bickerstaff, who was his assistant on there, as well as one of the better coaches in the NBA, will be taking his place. Not saying immediately there's going to be changes in Cleveland and things are going to get better in Cleveland right away, but right now, the locker room is going to feel different. And I think this is going to hurt a lot of other college coaches looking to make that jump into the NBA. It is a different animal. There's players here who are not happy with players that are not doing, or coaches that are not doing the right thing. I put this on Shady or Genius because I have to understand, was Andre Drummond out in John Bellini like that right when he was reported to be fired? Was that just a shady move on his part or was he being genius stating that now Cleveland you can go ahead and go ahead and take a shot at signing me. Now, we all know that Andre Drummond's contract does not make him favorable to be signed by a lot of other a lot of other teams. So, could he just be playing cat and mouse? So, this is something that we want to look into, so that's why I put it on Shady a Genius. So, we will be watching you, Andre, and we will be watching the Cleveland Cavaliers. J.B. Bickerstaff, you have a tough, tough job ahead of you to turn things around. But, honestly, being for the fact that you are pretty much the only team in Cleveland that has bought a championship there in 30 years, I think you're pretty safe. You don't have, like, a uh, high bar to get over at this point. So, that was Shady or Genius. And I'm going to go ahead and take a break because I have a special guest coming in. Today for our segment, Let's Kick It. So, I want you to hang around with me. I'm Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. Stick around on the ball court. Hey. How do you want to sit up? 
Actually, I kind of wanted the low chairs like this one, but without the table. Yeah. So we're going to put the Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And I am actually joined here with me is my sidekick, one of my aces, uh, Little Drew. How you doing, Little Drew? Good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. And this is the segment that we all know and love as Let's Kick It. Let's kick it. Come on, y'all. Let's kick it, yeah, all right. So, on this Let's Kick It segment, we're gonna have some special shoes, and that's the reason why I bought in one of my all-time shoe fans. She's kinda like me when it comes to shoes. She likes the colorful, she likes the bright, she likes all styles. As a matter of fact, what you wearing today? I'm wearing the Jordan 1s, these shoes. You love these shoes. Actually, I'm a huge fan of Jordan 1s myself. When the Jordan 1 first came out, I remember watching the commercial when that black box came on saying that it was banned. I had to actually get those. So in my collection, I always keep a couple Jordan 1s myself, and I love yours with the... I wish I had those. Those are nice. Thank you. <laughs> those are nice. I wish I had them. Now, we're going to talk about some other shoes, though. Are you ready to talk about some other shoes? Yeah. All right. So first shoe that we're going to talk about is the Air Force One's Lowe's. And being for the fact that it is February, yes, my show is going to have a theme today. So with the Air Force One's Lowe's, it's going to be the Black History Month colorway. Now, take a look at this shoe right here. This is actually a really nice shoe. I kind of like it. It it has the... Uh, I, I, I like the accents that it have on there with the yellow and then the green right at the uh, upper part of the back end. But another great thing that I really dig about that shoe is, is the overall aesthetics that it brings to the Air Force Ones. I love Air Force Ones. What do you think about those? I love them. They're cute, but the top of them, I don't like. Yeah? Yeah. What, what don't you like about the top of them? Tell them. Tell, tell the brown is yellow. Ah. Actually, I think that yellow accent brings a lot to it. The way it covers up the uh, the sneaker eye holes is amazing because you got the you got the two at the bottom, then you got the two at the top. So when you actually put the laces in through the tongue, it makes a perfect X. And that in Black History Month for me, I think that's kind of awesome, you know. But if they were in blue, I would like that because the blue on the back is like only a little bit of blue, so it should be on the top too. Okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree. I think I think it's a hot shoe. Overall, even with the yellow, would you wear it? Yeah, I'll wear it. <laughs> Just okay. Well, I'm glad that you would wear it. I would wear it too. And 
And if I did wear it, I'd want something like a throwback. I don't know if anybody remember the hoodies in the 90s where they had this stitching. This is, a, this is beyond your time. It had the stitching with the uh, college with the college logos, and they had one that was kind of a cross-color one. I think that one with those shoes would actually be perfect. All right, so let's go on to the next one. The Air Max 95. Yes, the Air Max 95 Black History Month. Now, Air Max is Air Max 95 at least. I I love them. Once again, that's another shoe that's a staple of mine. I keep at least a pair of those in my collections and in my rotations. I know that you've seen me wear the all red ones. Uh, I have to say, I love the fact that it's multicolored on both sides. I love the I, I love the darker colors to it, and it has that nice wavy feel to it. I would have to say that is a must rock for me. What about you? I don't like them because the it's like too dark the colors. It's too dark. Okay, tell me. Let me. I like the... like vibrant colors. Ah, I believe you. <laughs> I definitely believe you. I can tell by the look of your shoes that that's so if you like vibrant colors, you're gonna really love the next one. Alright? Now the next shoe is yes, I know you probably guessed it. Everybody sitting at home who's watching the All-Star game, you've guessed it. It's the Nike LeBron 17 Mr. Swack Hammer. Tell me what you think about those first. I want to hear your opinion first. I love them. I knew you My would. My <laughs> favorite color is like green. Yes. So I like that neon green. Yes. And the pink dots. The stitching is actually, I, 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 I applaud you for picking up on the detail. That stitching of the pink at the side actually makes it even cooler. And as... As JT the sneaker guy, my co-host would say on Let's Kick It, yes, Let's Kick It. You can find that right there on CWN Sports. And you can also find my show, Ball Court, on CWN Sports as well. But okay. But on my on that show, Let's Kick It, JT always tell me that color is the new black. And with these shoes, I 100 percent believe it. I actually love the Mr. Swag Hammers. And guess what? They're only retailing at 225. I want you to jump on it as quick as possible because the Monstars, a lot of people went after that very quickly and it pushed up the price. So the Mr. Swackhammers, you're going to want to jump on that. All three shoes that we spoke about will be coming out on the 19th of February. Man, now, before I let you go, because you're going to stick around for my next one, right? Yeah. All right. Now, you said that before we move on, you had a shoe in mind that you wanted to let us know about. Tell me about the shoe that you had in mind. I had in mind like a... What was the name of it? You don't remember? The 13s. Oh, the 13s, the retros. Okay, the 13 retros, the multicolor ones for kids. I... Tell me what you think of it, because this is your shoe that you're bringing to the table. So tell me what you think of it first. I really love them. Just the blue. Uh-huh. I don't like about that because it doesn't really pop with the yellow and the orange. Okay. So if the lacings was like an orange, I'll like that. Because look on the back, mm-hmm. it, it's yellow and orange. So you'd rather the orange lace than the blue lace. Yeah. So you would rock it, but with a lace swap. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's easy enough. I, I actually like it the way it is. 
but I could clearly see with a lace swap to add the orange on there, that would actually make it fire. Especially since one foot actually has the yellow lace to match that yellow backing of it. So it, you absolutely make sense. I don't know why would they put the blue lace to go with the, and one shoe has the yellow lace to go with the yellow backing, and you have the blue lace to go with the orange backing. That made no sense. I, I, I think I'd go with you. I would rock it, but with the lace swap, definitely. That's, that was very insightful. I like that. See, you're a fan of the lace swap, huh? Yeah. There you go. I like it. I like it. Well, that was Let's Kick It. This is Little Drew. But before I, before I go, I want to go ahead and talk about goat moves. Yes, our next segment right here is goat moves, but I wanted to talk about this in this manner in a more real chill environment. Because... The person who made my GOAT moves this week in our segment is Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas has actually taken up on Kobe's challenge to go ahead and do something and give back to the kids of L.A. and teach them the gift of basketball. And the reason why he made GOAT moves is because the SoCal Cavs have a great teacher and a great leader in in, uh, Gilbert Arenas. Now, anybody who is part of the AAU community out here knows that Gilbert Arenas' daughter and sons played for the SoCal Cavs for a number of years, but he hasn't really been involved in the actual coaching process. That has recently changed. He's now opening camps up there. He has things going. He has these kids learning. And I'm actually kind of uh, kind of intrigued to go ahead and play against them. I can't wait. He's playing with the, he's actually coaching the under 14 division. So it's going to be a lot of high school kids. And I could clearly see that we're going to probably be doing a, you know, why you ball with some of the kids up there. You know, that, so shout out to you, Gilbert. Keep doing the great things and keep pushing those kids forward. Every little contribution to our kids' future is worth it. And you can still be a knucklehead on your podcast. I do it. So, so I, I just want to tell you, it's been a great show. I love having you here. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming out for Let's Kick It. That was some really insightful stuff. Now, I heard that you have a project in the works that they're talking about that you're going to be working as a correspondent on a spinoff show. It's kind of hush-hush. I heard that they're talking about it, though. Yes, that's in the works right now. So... We're, gonna not, we're not going to drop everything, but there is a works coming out with a spinoff show where she'll be working as a correspondent, so stay looking for little Drew. All right? I am Coach Drew. This has been Ball Court, the world of basketball. I want to go ahead and give a shout-out to my plug, and this is Plug Walk with uh, cash2checkin.com slash Drew. Check it out. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical, legal, education, funeral expenses, and more. We also provide 100% financing on fix and flips if you can qualify. We do not offer credit cards or lines of credit, which can later be revoked. Our loans are funded solely in cash to our borrowers in five to seven days. There are no prepayment penalties and no collateral requirement. Leverage our expertise to obtain fast approvals. 
no upfront costs, and affordable payments with cash going straight to your checking. So what are you waiting for? Let Cash to Checking make that next deposit to help with your funding needs. Visit us online at cashtochecking.com or call 310-987-0824 to start your funding today. Man, that was cashtochecking.com slash Drew. When you're done living their dreams and you want to start living your own, go to cashtochecking.com slash Drew. Tell them I sent you. They'll hook you up. They'll work with you. All right, I want to go ahead and give a shout-out to CWN Sports for having me on. I do appreciate you having me on every single week. Also, want to go ahead and have y'all check out Radio.com. You could also find all of the CWN Sports, not all of them, but a lot of the CWN Sports programming right there, like Malik and the Blitz magazine. You have the Sean Harvey Morning Show that's been popping. They're doing some amazing things. You got JT and the Sneaker Guy on Let's Kick It. And, of course, you have Ball Court. We're here to do what we do. This is the world of basketball. I thank you for tuning in every time. Hit us up on our Instagram, at Ball Court World, or at DrewCoach43. You can also check out the Instagram for Let's Kick It as well, at Let's Kick It Shoes or Let's Kick It World. Either way, we're going to kick it together. I'm Coach Drew. This is Little Drew. And I want to thank you for watching Ball Court. I'll see you in the world of basketball. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.